Welcome back to the Health, Love, and Happiness podcast. I am so excited you guys are here today. Before we dig into today's episode, I want to take a moment to thank you for listening to the last three episodes. Thank you for all your positive feedback. It really means a lot to me. And I'm just so excited that people are hearing um, these messages that I'm trying to get across and that they're resonating with you guys. So I appreciate it. If you have any suggestions or you have topics that you want to hear, shoot me a message. I'd love to dig into topics that you guys really want to hear. Today's episode is going to be about how to manage the holidays, but also how to manage going into January 1st. So by the time you guys listen to this, it will probably be the second week in December. So you've got a couple more weeks left in December. And then going into January, what I think that it should look like for you and how that should be helpful. Recently, I did a workshop with Knight's Performance um, Factory, a gym here locally in Greenville, and we focused on overall wellness, but we also discussed how to manage the holidays and how to embrace the new year in a healthy, happier way. And so I wanted to focus on some of the questions that came out of that workshop that I did. But let's dig into the nutrition for a second. Um, I want you to focus on the holidays. I want you to focus on easing into the holidays. I want you to focus on grace and accountability. And I like to use these two words together because I want you to have grace with yourself, but I also want you to hold yourself accountable and know that if you want certain certain habits to stick, you got to hold yourself accountable through the tough times like the holidays. The reason why the holidays are a little bit more challenging is because it's this mentality. It's really not, it's really not what I see. It's really not a lot. The events and the parties and the celebrations have a lot to do with it, but it is a mentality. It's almost like post-January, I mean, post-November, People kind of shut off and it's like the super fun time, which you're supposed to enjoy, but it's also like they have this January 1st mentality. So you know what? I'm going to blow it out in December and I'm going to get back on in January 1st. And what happens there is usually it comes into, you're, you feel so crappy that you end up doing something really, really strict and extreme, which we've talked about in previous podcasts or previous episodes and how that, that doesn't really help you either. But that is usually what we see. Um, I see that is that not holding yourself accountable for the whole month of December and then January comes and you're left not just in a physically not the best place, but mentally in a, a place that I don't want you to be in mentally where you feel bad about yourself. You feel physically not the best. And then you go to something extreme because you want to feel better faster. So I want you to focus on three things this holiday and going into January. I want you to focus on, nutritionally speaking, I want you to focus on three different food groups, basically. And if you've read my book, I've talked about the magic three. If you heard me talk, I talk about the magic three a lot. And what and why I call them the magic three is because they just work together. And it's not that I don't want you to eat other foods, but I want these foods to be present in your daily meals, if that makes sense. So Protein is king. 
You guys know how I feel about protein. It's as simple as that. I want you to have between 0.6 and 0.8 grams of protein per body weight. So just multiply 0 0.6, 0 0.8 by your body weight, and that's what that's how many grams of protein I want you to consume daily. Some people get really into it, and they do a, a gram per pound of body weight, and that's just really hard to get to. It's not that it's bad for you at all. It's actually really good, but I usually stick around 0.8. Those are my goals that I like to do, and I will tell you this, guys. I do track in December. I um, don't track a whole bunch, but December I track because it keeps me accountable, and I like it. It lets me know if I'm meeting my protein girl goals, and it just gives me something concrete to look at. So don't be afraid to track in December. It just, it just is helpful to keep you on track if that works for you. So 0.6 to 0.8 grams of protein per body weight is what I want you to stick at. Protein's king. It just is. It's going to help you keep you satisfied. It's going to keep you full. It's going to keep those muscles fueled, and it's just going to stop the cravings around sugar and carbohydrates, the processed carbohydrates. When you eat in this magic three style, what happens is your blood sugar balances and then it's stopping cravings. So it's gonna be easier for you to not eat chocolate at the parties or binge on cookies that neighbors bring. You're just not gonna want it as much. So when I'm eating on target, I, I listen to my body and I know I'm like, huh, I haven't want any popcorn or any kind of weird cravings or not that popcorn cravings are weird because I still eat popcorn, but I don't want those foods as much. And it's because I'm hitting my protein goals every single time. So look at that. If you do one thing, focus on that. Another thing I want you to look at, and these apply for going into the new year too, guys, if you just want to focus on these three, it's really healthy and kind of gradually bring in these habits greens. I focus on greens. Not that I don't want you to consume the other vegetables, but the greens are easy to digest. They're packed full of vitamins. And it's so much easier for me to tell you, I want you to have a salad every day with dark leafy greens in them than to say, I want you to have this vegetable, that vegetable. I want you to have vegetables too. And most of my clients will have them. And I eat different vegetables as well. They're usually for dinner, but lunchtime is hands down, usually a big salad every single day. They digest well. There's so much research around greens and what they do for you cognitively. And that's a big part of my life. For those of you who do not know, my dad was diagnosed with dementia about five years ago. My dad just turned 70, so very young. And it's part of why I want to be healthy as possible, especially in my 40s. So I, I dig into a lot of brain health foods and foods that will help my brain. So it's not just about you know, how you look, but it's about how you're going to, how are you going to feed your body? So hopefully when you're older, you can prolong um, chronic illnesses that might affect you. And that's my overall goal. So greens, research has showed they, um, they actually, people who eat three to four cups of dark leafy greens have a brain 10 years younger. So it basically reverses your brain about 10 years. So say, I'm 41. Hopefully my brain is that of a 31-year-old. <laughs> Some days I don't know about that, but I'm trying. So 
greens every day, along with whatever veggies you want to put in. But just watch how you digest vegetables. Vegetables are fantastic, but a lot of times they're going to leave you bloated. So steer clear the ones that you can't digest and then gradually keep putting them in there a little bit at the time and you might be able to digest them. But don't freak out if you're not eating tons of variety. I like variety. It's great for your microbiome as far as your gut. It's fantastic. But if you're having digestive issues, let's ease into taking some of those processed foods out that might be um, might be hurting your gut and then focus on just keeping the greens in because usually those are really easy to digest. Oh, sorry about that, y'all. I need to turn that off. Um, healthy fats. Healthy fats are going to be great. So your nuts, uh, your oils, your olive oil, your avocado oil, anything like that, your avocados to just curb your cravings. They're really great this time. They're great in general, but really I encourage my clients this time of year to make sure you have your healthy fats because they help with cravings. So that protein and fat combo is really helpful. With your helpful healthy fats, be careful with your nuts and stuff. I always tell people calories do matter, and we have a whole episode on that coming up soon, but don't overdo it. So don't eat a whole tin of nuts, one that's not going to make you feel good, and really, they are calorically dense. So just with nuts, I like to keep it as a fourth of a cup. Um, get a little measuring cup, measure it out, put it in a little baggie so you can just grab them one at a time, and it's great. Okay, some of the questions that I got asked outside of the nutrition, I want you to focus on those three things that I talked to you about, Magic 3. Also, guys, one other thing, fruit, um, any kind of carbohydrate, that's fine. Just I want this on your plate first and then add whatever else you want to it. How do you prevent eating? These are some of the top questions I got. How do you prevent eating too much at parties? Well, one is eat correctly the rest of the day, the beginning part of your day. So in the mornings, I want you to between 25 and 30 grams of protein for breakfast and lunch, the same thing. So I don't, if you know you're going out to a party, I want you having protein and fat for breakfast, um, protein and fat and greens for lunch. That's going to manage your blood sugar. So you're not going to be having as many cravings and then a snack before you go. So maybe a couple boiled eggs and a handful of almonds is a great snack before you go. That way you do not eat as much. Um, and just think about that. Just know a lot of this, guys, is going to be thinking about things ahead of time. So, and it's not just for the holidays. We're all busy socially. And even if you're not going out, you're going to sporting events for your kids. I always just try to think forward a little bit and just say, okay, I've got this tonight. And sometimes y'all, I'll go to dinner if we're doing something with the kids. And sometimes I don't even eat because I've eaten beforehand or I'll do something light. So just always think about that um, before. Think ahead of time. So eating a little snack and being on point the, re the earlier part of the day will help you tremendously. And that brings me to alcohol. So this is a big question. It's always a big question with everyone I work with. What are my thoughts around alcohol? Do I drink alcohol? And can I still have alcohol? Are the top three questions around alcohol. So I'll break them down. Do I drink alcohol? I do drink alcohol. I do not drink it often. And um, I used to drink alcohol more. I would do it like once or twice a week. Um, I would say up until about four or five years ago. 
then I do started decreasing it. So I probably drink maybe every couple months, maybe tops. And, and I do that for a lot of reasons. Um, personally, I, um, I try to not drink as much for my brain because um, that's a big factor. And so it's a big factor in cognitive ability um, as you get older. And so I try to veer away from that. And two, it doesn't make me feel as well. And three, it's just not serving me as much. Um, I think alcohol has been glamorized in a lot of different ways. And I'll do a whole episode on this one because I think it's one you can dive into for a, a, a good bit. But it you have to know just I treat alcohol just like a piece of chocolate cake. So, and alcohol is a little different, guys, because it is it is a toxin. It's toxic to your body. And if anybody says it's not, then they're lying to you. We went through this whole phase where red wine's great for you. There, there are some studies that show it's great, but the quantity we drink is really not that great. So, it what the positives don't really outweigh the negatives. So, especially if you're drinking it all the time. So... It's not to say don't drink, it's to say do it wisely and to know your limits. Now, listen, if you want to drink every day of your life, that's a, that's a personal choice. I, I don't really care what anybody does. But for me personally, I it just wasn't serving me as much. Now, that does not mean that I do not go out to dinner and have a couple of glasses of tequila. That's for those of you who know me, that's, that's my fave. So, um, but... It's rare that I do it this, these days, and it's for, like I said, many reasons. So I always tell people it's a personal choice, but going back to it being toxic, your body is going to try to get that out first before it deals with anything else. So it's my problem is it's so busy trying to deal with the alcohol that it's not dealing with my hormones. It's not dealing with my metabolism. It's not dealing with getting the other toxic things that I've come and to contact with during just that day or week is still just trying to get the alcohol out because that's what your liver is going to want to try to process first. So, and it can contribute to sleeping. Then the next day you're eating different foods because you're tired and your blood sugar's wonky. So it's just things that when I go into drinking, I know that that's kind of how I'm going to have feel. And so I have to do a little damage control the next day. So it just really depends on if it's worth it to you. But with drinking, totally fine if you want to do it. Treat it like dessert. And that's every glass or cup. Um, treat it like dessert. So I <laughs> treat every drink like a piece of chocolate cake. And I'm like, hmm, you know, two's probably enough for me. If you go out and you have four or five, that's totally fine too. Just get back on track the next day and know your blood sugar is going to be wonky. And know that you're just going to have to fuel your body in a different manner. And as we age, unfortunately, I have a lot of people get really pissed off about alcohol as we age, but it's just how our bodies are going to be. So just know how you are with it as you go into it. And alcohol over the holidays is big because we have so many celebrations. Also with alcohol, I want you to hydrate during the day because it does dehydrate you and that can contribute to lots of stuff the next day and that night. So Always, too, if I drink, I'm always drinking water as well. So, like I said, alcohol is a personal preference, and um, it's just kind of what you want to do. I always tell people, though, but you get to make that choice. Um, you know, and I've had lots of people say, oh, you're not fun anymore, whatever. I don't, I think I'm great fun, but <laughs> just kidding. Um, 
but there are some social stigmas around not drinking when you go places. I get a little bit of a a pass because I think people just know I'm into my wellness, but I, I know how that can be hard for people. But I, I do think that we're all adults and you can make that choice. So whether or not I choose to drink, and I always tell people, choose the celebration you want to drink at the most. So like I have an event in December, I am going to drink at it and that's the one I'm going to drink at. Um, so choosing things just like you choose with your wellness, grace and accountability. So say, and I've had clients and friends say, oh my God, I went out, drank way too much. It's cool. Like, give yourself some grace. I've been there, done that. Give yourself some grace. Get back on it the next day. We're all human and we're all trying to do the best we can. What I want from y'all is to be aware of what you're putting in your body. So be aware of it and then make a choice accordingly. Can I have food that I enjoy was one of the last questions I'm going to talk about today or is one of the last questions. Yes, you can have food that you enjoy Y'all, it's just all about the big picture of it. Do I want you to have processed sugary food every single day over December? No, I do not. Um, do I want you to be able to celebrate with your family, have fun stuff over Christmas? Yes, I am going to be eating probably sugar over Christmas and more processed food over Christmas. It's just going to happen, and that is okay. I'm going to give myself grace on it and it's flexibility, and it's life, and it's joy. Um, but I'm also going to have all the great stuff too. So it really goes back. I know you'll, you guys hear this all the time, the 80-20, but it really is that. So, you know, choosing the times where you want to have a good time and knowing what, how your body feels. I know I can't eat certain foods too much of because they make me feel really bad. And those of you who know my children, I really have to be on point um, 24 hours a day with them because they're just, they just need us, Tyler and I, at our best. So uh, it's super important to fuel my body the correct way. But yes, you can have foods that you enjoy. Put it in perspective, guys. When you look, say you go out to lunch and it's something at work and you have chocolate cake or you have something that's more processed, that next meal, I want it to be healthy and, and stable and that magic three, just so you can get through the rest of your day. Give yourself grace, but hold yourself accountable at the same time. Let's talk about the mental health aspect of the holidays for a few minutes. Um, the mental health aspect of the holidays can be very stressful. Um, you've got presents to buy. You have family gatherings. Uh, you have lots of events, school events, teachers, getting teacher gifts. It's just, it's just like all this stuff at once. So it's just little things that add up that can be really stressful. One thing that's helped us and helped me is putting boundaries around the holidays. And it's not easy, guys. I'll be the first one to say it is not easy to put boundaries. People don't get it. They don't understand why? But for us, for Tyler and I, it was the healthiest move for our children. And um, and I'm very clear on who comes first in my life. And those are our three boys. So it's not that I don't love and care about everyone else. I do very much. But when my kids get off and they're not happy, um, and their health is suffering, then I know that I have to pull back. And, it, and it's not like I'm not trying to be dramatic about traveling. We do. We do celebrate with both sides of our family. I am very fortunate 
in that both my mom and Tyler's mom are very flexible about holidays and very understanding for what we do. And for that, I'm very grateful. And I know that not everybody has that that situation. And I will say even my, um, even us, Tyler and I decided a while ago to do Christmas Day, just us. And I, I think people have trouble with that sometimes, but it, it's been so enjoyable. It's not that we don't see people. It's just our boys were getting older, you know, and we didn't want to drag them around um, all day that day. And some people love that. They love going from house to house and that's just their jam and their kids are great with it. And that's awesome. I think that's fantastic and wonderful. Just doesn't work for our family. So I think putting boundaries around, if you can, I think it's very help, healthy. And I know that you might upset some people, but it's really, really important that um, you take in consideration what's the most important um, part of the season and in and looking inward to your own little family and see what works for y'all. So doing that helps your mental health a lot. And also on, on the kids notes too, guys, it's really stressful for kids around holidays. Lots of different emotions, lots of overstimulation, lots of sugar, lots of not being scheduled. Give your kids some grace too, but also hold them accountable. So I always say, hey, you have to do these three things over the holidays. And you have to show up and, and that's what you're going to have to do. And then other than that, man, you're good to go. So it's showing them how to manage their lives and say, hey, some things we have to do, but other times you're going to have some flexibility and be able to enjoy your day. But give your kids some grace because it, it's hard. I know a lot of you want them to be a certain way, but they, you have to remember they're kids too and, and they're growing and learning in this process as well. Another thing that's going to help you manage stress is movement. So I don't want you to do anything crazy outside of what you've been doing, but walking, moving, guys, super helpful. It just, even if you just walk out the door, do a 30-minute walk, it's going to help you manage that stress. So getting that movement in over the holidays is imperative. And, and just breathing, breathing through the stress, breathing through the meltdowns because there's always meltdowns in December. It's just the month of meltdowns, I feel like. And and breathe through all the chaos and, and all that that it encompasses and try to find the joy and the spirit around the holidays and, and focus on that. And remember what I've said, guys. I, I want you to go into January feeling good. I don't want you to go into January feeling like you you failed, you know, or feeling like you've just gone completely off the rails. So really, really just focus it. Take it a day at a time. And when you get to January 1st, then you can if you want to. I have people who love doing New Year's Day resolutions. It's always about wellness. I have people that hate doing New Year's resolutions, do what you want to do. You can make a habit. You know, I usually make a goal for career, wellness, and family. And they're not something that, it's not something that's crazy. It could be one thing, like my goal for career this past year was to develop my podcast and it's done. So, you know, it, 
And wellness can be like, I'm gonna add another 10 minutes to my walks, or I'm going to choose to walk instead of going to the pantry. You know, it is a habit. I would like for whatever you choose for January 1st, if you are doing something to choose habits, because that's gonna stick. I, I really would like you to stay clear of very extreme in nature choices. So if you're even looking at, at food, do, do the three, do the magic three, do protein, greens, and a healthy fat. Try and do those at each meal, you know, and then you have flexibility the rest of the time. But with January 1st, my suggestion to you is build habits and go into pay attention over the next couple weeks and go into January feeling really, really good. And don't ever think, oh, it's only two more weeks. I can't do anything in two weeks. You can do a lot in two weeks. Well, usually when I put clients on a different way of eating, they feel better in three or four days. So you can do a lot in two weeks and mentally stick in there. I know this time of year is really, really crazy and hard. And for my moms out there, I know it's just nuts. So take a breath. I feel you. We're in it together. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful holiday break, whatever you guys are celebrating. I will be back January 1st. We're going to be talking about more nutrition. I'm also going to bring to you more, more podcasts and more episodes around raising kids and things I've learned along the way, especially raising boys. So um, stay tuned for that. We'll mix it up a little bit. But I am wishing you all health, love, and happiness. As always, thank you so much for joining me. Follow me on Instagram at Brady B. Godfrey share, like, spread the word of the podcast. I appreciate you guys and wishing you all the love.